Today's daf is Maseches Ksubos daf Tezvav. In today's daf, we encounter two contrasting halachic principles known as rov and kavua. Rov is the principle of following the majority, whose origin source is the votes of judges in a court proceeding, acharei rabim ha'atot, that the Torah says in the book of Shmot that we follow the majority when it comes to court proceedings. And this, the case that our Gemara presents, is the case of ten meat shops, nine of which sell kosher. And one sells non-kosher meat. So somebody goes into a shop and buys a piece of meat, and then walks out, but is not sure when he gets home which shop he brought it from. Bought it from. So rov, if we follow the majority, that would establish with clear logic that the meat is kosher. Nine versus one. However, there's a competing principle that doesn't allow us to draw this conclusion. We are looking at this meat and asking if it's kosher. The suffix, the 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 doubt that was born, the leidat suffix. It was born when this meat was bought. It exited one of the shops, but which one? We can't apply majority for the shops since there's a full possibility it came from either the kosher or non-kosher. This is the principle known as kol kavua kemechza al mechza. Anything that is that is set, that is fixed in its place, it's treated as if it's 50-50. And therefore, we can't decide and determine whether this meat is kosher or not kosher. Comes our Gemara and, sa- and starts comparing this concept of majority this concept of rov with the larger discussion of ardaf dealing with yichus, with lineage and questions around lineage and unclear lineage. And we learn that when it comes to establishing the lineage of a person who has an unclear familiar background, familial background, in other words, we don't know the identity of the child's father, two majorities are required. We require a double majority. It says the Gemara Ma'ale Asu Be'yuchsin. The rabbis put a higher standard when it comes to establishing lineage. But meat found in the street, as opposed to inside of a store, you just walk on the street, you find a burger on the street where nine shops are kosher and one is not, that only requires a single majority. Some of the most heart-wrenching questions that were posed to the Rabbanim and Poskim after World War II were questions about lineage, especially in the case of children who had been hidden by Gentiles during the war years. You had people, organizations, that went searching for these children as well. I saw the following scenario in the Daf Digest from the previous Daf Yomi cycle. A Gentile woman brought this brought in this girl in front of the Rabbanim and claims that she's Jewish and her father had brought this girl to her and to her house to hide her away during the war years. They brought the girl to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. She was raised religious, but with no discussion of her background. So the girl eventually grows up. She gets married to a religious person. And then at some point, she learns of her past and wonders if she should just keep status quo or she should go and do a gerut, a conversion. May she carry on assuming that she is Jewish. The argument is strong that she's indeed Jewish. Why would she give away, why would this lady give away a child, number one? And a majority of children hidden during the war were Jewish. What about our Gemara that says, however, that one rove is not enough to establish lineage status? So one of the major poskim of the past generation, Rav Yashiv, Yosef Shalom Yashiv, Zichon dealt with this question and one pushback against the double majority requirement is a Rashi from Ardaf, where he says that this rule of one rov, of one majority being too little, is only when it comes to marriages that were to Kohanim, to priests. But if there was no priest involved, no coin involved, you only need one majority. Therefore, we should require the woman in the story to convert before she before she goes ahead and continues on. Most achronim, however, most of the later authorities did not agree with this calculation of Rashi and required two majorities to establish 
the lineage. However, we find Rav Ari Leba Kohen Heller in his Shev Shmeitz quotes that when we can follow Rashi, when it's a Sha'at Hatchak, when it's a uh, uh, outside of normal circumstances. I saw a beautiful application of Kavua Kemechzal Mechza from the previous Rebbe of Tolus Aaron quoting the Sefer Afla or Pinchas Levi Horowitz on the question of Kavati Itim Latar. We're going to be asked after 120 years, we'll go up to the heavens, we'll be asked, Did you set aside times for Torah learning? A person who only has limited time to learn came to the Rebbe and the Rebbe said to him, It may only be a small portion of your day. But we invoke kavua kemechza o mechza. When something is fixed, when something is kavua, when it's set in its place, it's set at that time of the day, it assumes even greater significance. Therefore, we should all learn with some sense of kviyu, with some sense of fixedness, with some sense of a set time. And that short time that we might only have in the day to learn will have tremendous significance and impact on a person's entire day.